now they bring him into the backfield. Flare him out, passes caught over the middle, and a fumble! And the Cowboys recover. And it's Prescott wide, wide open. Touchdown, Blake Charles. Holland in motion. Pass comes out here to Gallup, and he'll gallop his way for a first. Lynch fires, intercepted. Picked off by Xavier Woods. And play as badly as they play tonight, and as uninspired as they play tonight, and as light and as lifeless and and dumb in in every possible way. And the team from this city tonight, they didn't even show up. With all that was on the line, we got out coached, we got out physical, we got out manned, we got out wanted to, we got out aggressive. You, you name it, any. Adjective that you can come up with, the Dallas Cowboys outdid us in that. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. What's happening, everybody? This is the Philly Experience Podcast alongside Chris Stacker, Tanner Martin, Tire Hood. I'm your host, Max James. It's great to be with you on this Tuesday, October 22nd. Following an embarrassing Eagles loss in Dallas, they lose 37-10 to and really didn't play well in any aspect throughout the entire game. So we'll dive into the recap of it and also look forward to the Buffalo game this upcoming week. Sixers start tomorrow, home against their biggest rival, the Boston Celtics game starts at 7.30. We'll talk about what the Sixers need to do this season in order to reach the finals. Finally, for the first time in a long time. And a little Flyers talk towards the end, Chris. A little tough West Coast trip, oh, I, followed by a loss to the Devils, but they bounced back last night against the Golden Knights. I'm not even mad, but you know what I am mad about? What was that? The Our football team in Philadelphia. Yeah. Been, um, uh, it was a rough I weekend. Pissed off. Can you believe that back in August we were talking about Super Bowl aspirations? And uh, It's funny to me, too. Yeah, and uh, we're, you know, our defense is... Um, not real. I don't know what you're saying. Um, <laughs> we ain't crap. That's what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> we're not crap. All right. Yeah. No. It's, I just. I. I see what you're saying now. Okay. And I. I fixed it, but the Eagles have not fixed themselves. Yeah. Mm. There you go. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, they only let up 37 points. That's, yeah, one, hey. that's one less point than last week, Chris. It Are sure you is. kidding me? Yeah, it sure is. You know what? Baby steps. I love yeah. the way you think. <laughs> I love the way you, you think, gotta Tanner. think like that. It's gr- Yes. Oh. And I, I, like go, I like how going into this week we were talking trash on the Cowboys. Even our coach was going in on it. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was <laughs> a great way to go into a game. Yeah. Really hype up the other team. That's smart idea. Smart Was idea. Was that like a wise-ass comment? Does this team have any uh, any hope no. for the Ma- future? Uh, let me, let's, let's, let's get this out the way right now. A lot of things that I said that I was considered crazy for and that I think shouldn't have happened and players that we brought back should not have been brought back, we are reaping the benefits, well, for lack thereof, at this point right now. Max, you said to bring back Darren Sproles. That has been a huge mistake. Well, I mean, he hasn't played, so at least but you can't T, put that on. I'm not finished. Look, T, I'm like, not finished. Much, if you want to say that, then you're the one that said bring back Jason Peters. You are correct, but I also... But I also took that loss last week. Here's the thing. 
at this point with Jason Peters having a Hall of Fame career, you can't necessarily just release him. They can. You kind of just have to let it ride out as sad as as sad as it sounds. Listen, like, don't make the same mistake the Phillies did when they resigned Howard and, and that's, all this. And I'm getting guys. to that point. I am getting to that point. I was considered crazy when I said after the 2017 season in which the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl, I said, all right, let's blow it up. Blow it up. And people was like, dude, are you crazy? I said, let's straighten out some Aguilar. It's the highest value you're going to get for him. Oh, no, you're crazy, T. What's the matter with you? Now I look like a stinking genius. Now, if I don't mind digging into your brain from back in the spring of 2018 after we won the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you. Nelson Aguilar's value was held a lot higher back then. Uh, But what would you, if you were in the shoes of Howie Roseman, Mm -hmm. what would you have done? What what would you be looking for? At this current moment? Uh, No, back then. Oh, back then? Back then. I'm at least looking for maybe a third. Third, second round at the highest. Just a draft pick? Just a draft okay. pick. Okay. Just a draft pick. Maybe maybe you can throw in maybe a um, a player that maybe was drafted maybe fifth, sixth round. Because, you know, maybe a, a player that I can develop possibly in the future. But I would have gotten something back for Nelson Aguilar because look look at the pattern that he's shown. And there's a reason why we're picking on Nelson Aguilar today. Oh. All right. <laughs> look at the look at the pattern. All right. First year he was drafted under Chip Kelly. Didn't really perform that well. Yeah. All right. Then we get to Carson Wentz's rookie year, the next year, in which I honestly I'd rather have those three wide receivers right now. I literally I would rather have Jordan Matthews, Dorio Green Beckham, and Nelson Aguilar at this point. No, you don't, dude. Seriously, I would. Listen. You know why? You know why? Enlighten us. We I can count on one hand how many wide receivers caught the ball on Sunday. Oh yeah, that's despicable. Okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's utterly despicable. What the heck am I playing? Am I paying these wide receivers for? Your job, your main job, is to catch the stinking ball, and you're not doing that. So what's what's the point? Of, what's the point of me paying you? As a matter of fact, speaking of pay, if I was Jeffrey Lurie right now, because I think they get paid today. If I was Jeffrey Lurie, I'm standing <laughs> at that pay line. The only people that's getting paid today is the kickers and the punter. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody else getting paid. And that includes the coaching staff. Ain't nobody getting paid until y'all put does some that, effort out there on the field and Carson, earn your paycheck. Does that include Carson Wentz? That includes Carson Wentz. He did not have his best game. But honestly, I cannot blame him with the pile he, of crap that's sucked. around him. Flat out sucked. He did. But you can't blame him with the pile of crap that he has now. Lane Johnson got his behind whooped by Demarcus Lawrence yeah, this past Sunday. Demarcus Lawrence took him to school. That is the worst game I've seen out of Lane Johnson in a very, very long time. I agree with you. That was that was really bad. Utterly game. despicable. The offensive line is horrible. Jason Kelsey on one sack was put on his behind. When's the last time that you've seen Jason Kelsey on He's his behind? He's old man. He's an old guy. And to be honest with you, honestly, I was thinking about maybe in the twenty eight after the twenty eighteen season when we um, resigned him for an extra year. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? We need to start worrying about life after Jason Kelsey. Because that's when the report, all those injuries were coming out. He was complimenting uh, like contemplating that. retirement. Right, exactly. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, Dag, I think it's time. I've been, I've been saying it for a minute in, in the back of my head, but I never physically said it out my mouth. And I'm like, all right, I think it's time we start looking for a replacement for Jason Kelsey. Don't get me wrong. I love Jason Kelsey. Um, All-round athlete, talent, all-pro. I've loved what he's done here, what he's done here. But to be honest with you, for 
The type of linemen that are coming in, these guys are getting stronger. They're getting faster. They're getting more physical. Jason Kelsey is undersized. I agree. He is yeah. undersized. And experience only takes you so far. I sat here on the show last week and told everybody that, listen, if we lost this game, there's going to have to be some changes to be made, some trades to be done, um, and a different strategy as far as going towards the future. Now, what those trades, what those future plans are, I'm not sure of this moment. But the fact of the matter is, Dallas is better than us, flat out. Yep. And we really don't have a good defensive player that you can point to and say, wow, okay, he's been solid for us all season. The only no. guy I really think of is maybe Roddy McLeod. But, again, Jenkins, you can go down the list, all the corners and the linebackers. I mean, we started Nate Gary and TJ Edwards, some what? two guys never even heard of what at linebacker. What happened to Malcolm Jenkins? He's, I don't know, man. He, was he, he just such- looks... A huge integral piece of this. He defense. looks different. Looks I, like a different player. I went out on a limb. He looks like another guy, which I, is not a compliment. I went out on a limb and said that he needs to be paid the money that he deserves. And, and, and I agree with you. And now I'm second guessing myself because at his age, at his age, the way he's been playing this year, and if listen, if he's supposed to be the leader of the secondary, then he's not. He's also not doing his job as well. Then he he also needs to be held accountable for this piss poor of a secondary, for lack of a better term. Look, it's it's horrible at this point that we're in week seven, and I see Malcolm Jenkins changing plays last minute. That's horrible. That's unacceptable. If your guys can't get lined up, if you can't get your guys lined up, if they don't know where they're supposed to be on plays, and this is mid-season at this point, we have a serious, serious problem on our hands. And this goes far beyond Malcolm Jenkins at this point. I've called out this coaching staff before, but now I've only called out the defensive coaching staff at this point. Now I'm calling out everybody, and that includes Doug Peterson. That was horrible. All right. Starting from the offensive standpoint of view, listen, I don't know how in the world they plan games. I know they script plays in the beginning. Yeah, toss that. Toss that at this point. Start reading what weaknesses the other team has and attack those weaknesses. All right. Stop with the pre-planning. And I don't know what Mike Groh's role is in planning for the week. If he's the one that puts in the plays for the week that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to use in game time situations, then seriously, you need to consider taking that over, Doug. Seriously, because that's horrible. It is utterly despicable how predictable this offense has become. One player went down in week one, our deep threat, Deshaun Jackson. One player goes down, and now this offense looks like a pile of predictable crap. Are you kidding me? The best teams, the good teams, the championship teams, a la the New England Patriots. I hate to bring them up, but it's the truth. The New England Patriots know how to work around injuries. They've done it time and time and time again. The year Tom Brady went down, they had Matt Castle at backup quarterback, and they still go 11-5. No, they did not make the playoffs. But that's impressive with a backup quarterback like Matt Castle to take that team to an 11-5 record. It is utterly ridiculous that one player destroys this team. You mean to tell me that one player messes up your entire playbook? Seriously, that's irritating. Or I lose my freaking mind. We better figure this out. And I need to see that, Doug. I need to see that, Doug. 
I don't need to see the Doug that we see in the press conferences, all calm and whatnot and nonchalant, and let's go get some ice cream after the game. No, I don't need to see that Doug. I need to see the Doug that's saying stuff like this. Pull your head out of your eyes. I need to see that. I need to see him pulling on face masks, getting in people's faces, do what you got to do, cuss some people out, because what we seen on Sunday was a piss poor effort. You know what? You know what we should do, fellas? We all love what we do, right? We love coming up in here talking sports, right? Yeah, yeah. What? what happens if we come in just one day and we just mail it in? We suck. We ain't prepared. We just do what we feel like, talk about what we feel like, go off topic. I mean, come on. Do your job. Put some effort into it. You, this is a grown man lead. Seriously. I, this... how do we where, even follow this up? Where like, the hell was the effort? You've covered all the bases. Well, to, I gotta I agree with everything that you said there. Obviously, a lot of frustration. But I'm trying to well, I'm trying to look for some positives here, and I really just can't find no. it. You what know? positives? What you can't, you and, can't. You're, and you're talking about preparation. What do we do to prepare for ourselves against the Bills? Something needs to be done with starting from coaching. This starts from coaching. <laughs> the players not being ready on Sunday, that's coaching. The players coming out lackluster and, at, and playing like they don't give a damn, that's coaching. That is all coaching. I don't know exactly what needs to be done to light a fire up under these guys, but releasing players is not exactly yeah, the best was, strategy was, in the I world. I was about to say, they sent a message by releasing Orlando Scandrick. All of a sudden, Zach Brown looks really good. No, Max is correct in that statement. Don't you find it odd? We released Zach Brown, right? Our one of our best linebackers that we had that we had past tense. That's a very we have gone through. Loosely, we've gone through loosely. six weeks. We fought up against the likes of Dalvin Cook and Le'Veon Bell, and we've held each of them to under a hundred yards. Now we go into Jerry's world. And we allow Ezekiel Elliott to run 22 times for over 100 yards? Look, man, it's Zeke. It's Zeke. You are correct. But we went up against Dalvin Cook, who was lighting everybody yeah. up. Yeah, it's true. Le'Veon Bell is still an all-pro running back. Yep. We held those running backs, those star running backs. When Zach Brown's, as bad as Zach Brown's been playing, he was still contributing to the team. And trust me, he was playing bad. But now you put these young, and then here's, here's where coaching comes in. The prep work was horrible on the defensive end. If you're going to go into a game with no Nigel Bradham and you just released Zach Brown, why would you expose your young linebackers like that? We had a linebacking core of T.J. Edwards, an undrafted rookie out of Wisconsin, Kamu Grugier-Hill, and Nate Gary, which, by the way, I'm still average with him. Well, Doug Peterson said that he had confidence in his younger uh Linebackers. I understand having confidence, but when you have confidence, you start them from day one. You don't wait till midseason when the when the wheels are falling off the wagon, and now you're trying to do a quick a quick fix to fix the problems, yeah. and you're trying to send a message to the team by releasing a starter. Well, here here's a positive Honestly, note: Doug Peterson's confidence means nothing to me. No, and it's true. I can't. I don't disagree with that either. But look, Jalen Mills played pretty well in his first game, and back. that's the honestly that's the only thing you can say. But if Jalen Mills is playing good, that's saying something. That's saying something. <laughs> hey, he played well, man. Give him credit. I mean, he missed a couple tackles, but I mean, he had a nice interception. But that's saying something. <clears throat> that's a problem. It's also a problem when on that third touchdown, on that play action pass. 
First off, when the play first started, there were 12 men on the field. Why are we in week seven and we still don't know what personnel goes in and what situations? That's coaching. Listen, here, here's if, – if I have to break this down, I think Fletcher Cox looks like he doesn't he doesn't give max effort. He doesn't look like he cares Fletch enough. is getting double teamed. I'm just – Fletch is out there doggone there the entire game. You're talking about a 310-pound lineman playing most of the snaps because is, of the lack this, of depth right, defensive injuries, tackle. I get it. The injuries are a big problem. And Brandon Graham just looks like he's shot. I mean, let's be honest. He had one game against the Jets. And even last week, he just can't get to the quarterback. You, you don't see him anywhere near Dak Prescott. You don't see him around the quarterback ever. I mean, that's his job. He's literally a pass rusher on the defensive end, but name and he a, can't get there. But name, get, a de- but name a defensive lineman that has gotten close to a quarterback consistently. Well, I'm, well, name a defensive Davion Clowney, who we could have. Yeah, I'm talking we're, about we're talking on about our team. Eagles. I'm talking about on our team. Oh, yes, no, I agree I mean, with Derek you. Derek Barnett. No, Derek Barnett hasn't gotten there. We know there it's either. hard. You know, so I feel like. We we really need to gather some assets and some draft picks and really hit on them because listen in the last four years name one impact player we had besides Carson Wentz because I can't and last year's draft was embarrassing look at Andre Diller who hasn't contributed Miles Sanders hasn't done much JJ Arcega Whiteside hasn't done much and now you you're starting to hit the nail on the head you now you brought up another issue where. The issues with this team goes far beyond coaching. Now you're looking at upper management because you are correct. The last four years, and we've talked about this last week, they are horrible at drafting. So I hear everybody that's saying, well, T, let's stockpile draft picks. Well, what's that going to do? Because our history of drafting is utterly Ridiculous. Well, We've missed you can't, on big-time players. There's a cap in the NFL, so it's not like baseball where you can just go out and sign whoever the hell we want. So we really – the defense we have, the 11 guys that we have on defense that play every snap or, or you know they switch and rotate in and out, I'd say maybe like eight of them are horrible. There's eight, eight out of the 11 guys on defense absolutely suck. Sounds about it's right. all the linebackers. It's all the cornerbacks. It's, it's, at this point, you can throw the safeties in there too. I mean, at least one. From Jenkins' standpoint, I, Fletcher Cox gets double teamed there. He's one guy that you keep, and, and you need probably an, at least one rusher on the edge because you don't want to give up on Derek Barnett yet because you draft him in the first round. But, I'm starting. I'm starting to give up on him. I, I am Fletcher. No, and, and Brandon no. Graham was Barnett. another horrible oh, contract. Brandon Graham was another horrible contract. I said that in the off season. I agreed with you. I said that because now we're stuck with him another two years, and mm-hmm. he can't do his job anymore. And guess what? You gave him. A, you're paying him top end pass rusher money. And now it's going to be hard to move that contract should you want to move him. I chalk this game up in a in a column for Lane Johnson where he just didn't have it. He just he just didn't have it on on this night. You know, I I still have confidence in him. I still think he's one of the best oh, right yeah, tackles in I football. Um, Brandon Brooks had I haven't we haven't heard a peep out of him, which means a good thing. You know, he he's doing his job from the right guard, and, and the left side of the line needs a little patchwork. A little. That left well, side the, needs a whole When I say patchwork, I mean we already have Dillard in place. We really only maybe a center like you said, Kelsey's getting up there in age. And probably need a left guard as well, but I ain't no probably. See, Amalo has been up and down, and that's an issue. That's true. I think we do need to upgrade. I think we all agree that we need to upgrade that left side of the line. But listen, you got eight guys on defense that you need to replace, and I'm dead serious because not a single there's not a single ounce of talent in anybody. On that point, you say we need to replace eight players, eight guys on defense. Here's where I'm going to blame that on coaching as well, if because this is still. A dominant defensive line. When healthy. When healthy. When when healthy, this is still a dominant defensive line. 
that can get to the quarterback. If we had Malik Jackson and Timmy Jernigan healthy, I do think it would be a lot different. I, I think we would have the same issues. And I'm going to tell you why. And this is the reason why I'm going to blame it on coaching. What did they say about the definition of insanity? Is when you keep doing something over and over again and expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. We rush the same lanes. They all rush the pass of the same way. There's hardly an array of moves. I don't see them using hands. I losing their hands. I don't see them doing spin moves. I don't see them using club moves. I do not see them using a wide variety well, of moves. Yeah. I see them bull rushing each and every single down. Derek Barnett had one good play on Tyron Smith for a sack. One play. One. Play. And did you see him show up ever again? No. That's an issue. This is what. Yeah, we're kind of handcuffing ourselves here because Derek Barnett hasn't really shown you much. He was injured a little bit last season, and he hasn't done much this year. So another thing on coaching, where's the development of the young players that you have drafted? I don't yeah. think all these guys that we drafted are bad. I don't. But if you don't have a coaching staff that's going to develop these players, you have a serious problem. Listen, the guys on this on this defense right now have either just came into the league. Well, that's not true because from Nate Gary's standpoint, he's been in he's here been a couple in years. About three so it's years not now. like we have a small sample size of these players, right? It's not like we're all sitting here beating on them because you know. They, they've only been here maybe a week or two. Right, these guys have been here years, multiple years, and we haven't seen any progress, and, and we haven't really seen any you know big-time plays from the majority of the defense. And that's what the scary thing is because now we're in a, in, a, in a tough spot. We know we need edge rushers. We can't just go out and get them because of the fact that we're handcuffed with the, with the Brandon Graham contract. I'm sick of this. We're not just going to cut Derek Barnett or trade Derek Barnett because we, we draft him in the first round for a reason. You know, we can't just let him go immediately, and, and, and I'm sure the GM doesn't want to do that. Then you look at the cornerback position. Sidney Jones, what has he shown you? Nothing. Here's the sick part about Sidney Jones. Do y'all know? Ronald Darby. Ronald Darby, $7 million over one year we gave him. I said Throw that in was, the toilet. I mean, I said list that any was, name you want. Pull it out of the hat. Pull I said Ronald out. Darby shouldn't have came back either, but they still brought him back. Here's the crazy part with Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones has fallen so far from grace with this coaching staff. They had Craig James starting playing over him. Who's that? Exactly. I don't even. I didn't even know he was on the team. Like, that's they how had bad Craig he got. James. I never heard that name. Sidney Jones was healthy. He was and, responsible for the interception in the end zone against Green Bay. Mm. <laughs> that's when you, you forgot his name. <laughs> that's the oh, oh, I remember that play. The one play where Nigel Bradham oh. actually played on the field. I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't there. All right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> but yeah, man, look, it, it, it's just you piece of Swiss cheese. and I pretty much agree here about Jordan Howard. I think Jordan Howard's been a bright spot this season, and I think that Miles Sanders, although he's had some highlights this year, I I don't know if he should he be. He only split. has highlights because he's getting the ball. Yeah, he, I think it should be very heavily in favor as far as the touches uh, in in Howard's so, favor. Y'all remember that third and fourth play, which they ran the ball with Miles Sanders on Sunday? Yeah, he got absolutely destroyed. And it it should have been Jordan Howard. A lot of people said that that was a bad play call. I disagree. I went back and looked at the tape. It was perfectly executed. All right? Dillard did his job. Big Miles Sanders fan over here. Do y'all remember that big run against Dallas back in the Super Bowl year that Jay Ajayi destroyed? Oh, I remember that that very much. That was the same exact play. The same exact play. The hole was beautiful. Miles Sanders does not have vision yet. But remember... If I'm going to run (laughs) on third and four that play, I'm going to use Jordan Howard. I'm not going to use Miles Sanders on run plays. No, no, nothing, nothing. I I just think it's funny how 
before the show, you said you wouldn't go off. I'm not going off. Oh, but you went off earlier. Last week I went off. That's the definition of going off. Anyway, last week. well, that's a bad I thing. I was going to say, remember the result oh, of that play? Oh, very bad. <laughs> I was going to say, remember the result of that play? But sure, it was a first down. Yeah, but he got <laughs> yes, he got tripped up. But the point tripped is, up. he got caught. The point is, he hit the hole hard. He didn't juke I around know. in the backfield. And he did what he was supposed to do on that play. I'm just trying to do everything I can to avoid. What's he here for? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I agree. Like seriously, I I I don't understand what's wrong with this team. I've never seen this is worse than the Chip Kelly and Chip Kelly's last year. I've I never think seen. You can point to I, any maybe, aspect. Maybe. You can point to any aspect of this team right now. Nothing looks good, and and that's that's the problem because it's not. One position we thought two weeks ago, three weeks ago, at least some people, not anybody in this room uh, specifically, but some people said, listen, we get Jalen Ramsey, we were a Super Bowl contender. Now, if we got Jalen Ramsey giving up two first rounds and a fourth, where does that put us? That still puts us in the same position that we're in right now. We still have, that would take it from eight guys on defense that we need to seven. Is that really that that, big of a difference? No, no. We that still would, need seven still guys. Be, yeah, we would still be trash. Yeah. We would still be trash because this defensive line still can't get to the quarterback. And, okay, you might have one side of the field locked down, but you still got the middle of the field where we have young linebackers. And I don't know who's going to play slot corner because Avante Maddox still isn't playing. No, he's I, terrible I anyway. Think, it doesn't matter. I don't think Crevion LeBlanc's eligible to play until week well, eight. Did you see? When we get Chris Harris, it, it'll all be better. Did you see the play? That's one play. <laughs> a Thursday night against back in Grant's Green Bay where Maddox was like 20 yards behind Adams on that one play? Or Look, hold on. I don't know I, if I, it was I'm pressing the, the rewind button in my I brain. don't know if it was the first play, that first big play he broke off down the right sideline. But it was one of those plays where Adams. Well, the thing is, they put Maddox on the outside, and I don't think Maddox is an outside player. No, he's not. But here, here, listen to this. If we're fully healthy on defense, because people always like to bring up the injuries, okay, our D tackles are good. Big deal, right? Our D tackles are pretty solid. Our edge rushers still are, you know, underachieving. Our linebackers, we have one guy, Nigel Bradham. I don't anybody else healthy in the linebacker spot. They're still not. Talented, in my opinion. But here's the here's, here's corners. Name a corner when they're all healthy. Name one single corner, maybe. And Jalen Mills, if you want to throw him out there because he had one good game, fine. But anybody else? But anybody else? But you're not confident in Ronald Darby. You're not confident in Sidney Jones. You're not. There's nobody. No. Nope. But, but when they're all healthy. But here's where you go back to coaching and where coaching is the issue. You have these young guys at these uh, prime positions. This is where development comes into play. This is where I think coaching really. Really, coaches earn their bones. Are you able to develop the talent? Are you able to work with the talent that you are given? No, not every situation you are going to be given all-stars. These guys have been here for years. Look, and, that's, and that's the problem. Years. Years. Okay? But we this also is the wonder- third year in right. this defensive right. scheme. And there's still miscommunication. But we, but the there's year, 12 men on the field. There's 10 men on the we field. We won the I don't, Super Bowl back in 2017, though. We sure did. Uh, I remember we it did. All. Uh, so, but look, my, T, look, so I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. But sometimes, like like you've told me before, players play. You are correct. T, we and had coaches same, coach. We, you we, are correct. So, coaches can only but do when, so much. But when, and players, when, when you put them in a position where they can't succeed, I, I understand what you're saying. But sometimes... You understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah, Max, I do. This conversation <laughs> is familiar. Does this remind you of any other Philly team right yeah, now? Yeah, the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. Oh, we should... Yeah, yeah listen. 
Listen, the point I was making with the Super Bowl win was because who who did we have on defense that we don't have now? You know, Vinny Curry Patrick we brought Robinson. back. Okay, Patrick Robinson yeah, we, we could big, we big could use right now. Uh, Jordan Hicks, but no, he, like, was, he was injured. Like our D line for the most part, like Timmy Jernigan was a part of that team. Fletcher was a part of that team. Chris Long. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. you're talking about players that are 2017. Still here. That was all. But here's are the, you talking about yeah, players because that are still my here? point is like majority of the guys. I'm not saying all of them. But here's but what that most Patriots, of them were on that team. So what, where is the progress? But the Patriots exposed that defense. And they gave the blueprint as to how to beat this defense. Yeah, it doesn't Dude, matter. What was we the made final it score? all the way to the Super Bowl. You can cry all the time Who about the, the final, final score. score. Here's the thing. You can I'm cry not, about the final I'm score. I'm not going to cry about how the final score. How many teams, score? honestly. Because <laughs> yeah. Nick Foles but honestly, took how, us to the promised land. But how many teams, how many times can you really entrust an offense to score over 40 points? He's right. No, I understand. You, you make That's a, a problem. They but our offense was talented enough, that man. That season, any regular season game, you could pick one out. Going in, that we played Denver that season, we beat them by fifty or something like that. So how many all times? Teams. And how many times are you going to rely on that happening every week? You expected us to score 40 not over points, fi- not over 40, 50 points, we, dude. Because with this defense, every week, that was this, not that year. We averaged twenty eight points a game. There was not one with, game where I thought we were scoring less than thirty. With this, every defense, time we went out there, that was then. Okay, that was with Frank Wright, and that was with the right preparation, right? Now at offensive coordinator, we and got John Mike Rowe. There is no kind of creative play design. I'm used to play calls where if a run is successful for five to seven yards, their teams are going to come out in the same look, and then they're going to do a play action pass off of it Man. to fool them. You know That's what? good coaching. I'm not seeing that at this point because why? Because the plays at this point are predictable. Yeah, they know how to stop them from jump. I'm street. just. So, I'm so surprised at how much. Uh, has changed or could have changed in, in two years. It, it just I'm scratching my head about well, it because like 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 T said, Frank Reich was a bigger part of that Super Bowl winning team. I think all of us thought. Yeah. Because look at what he's doing with the Colts right now. I wish we had the Colts he's roster. Making, he's making Jacoby Brissett look. I would fine. trade. I would trade the Colts roster for our roster or trade our roster for the Colts. Sure, sure. Let's do it. I would do it. <laughs> Call him up. <laughs> Call him up. But look, but look what this team is doing to us. Look how we're bickering back and forth. Yeah, about I think this. what we need to do here is really settle down and expect losses every single game the rest of the year, except for the Miami and the Dolphins. Washington games. Can you handle that, T? <laughs> you don't see me yelling. I, I haven't yelled at all. Because you know it. You, everybody here knows inside their head that this team's not as good you, as we thought, and their to- defense is. Non-existent. Hey, I'm going to run through those games, okay? We're giving up 40 every game. Okay, so yeah, we got the Bills, which I think we think is a loss. Yes, it's Bears, a loss. Bears, which... Bears is a loss. 50, 50. How are we going to score? We'll win five in a row know. at the end of the schedule. Uh, Seahawks. Mm. It's a loss. Oh, that's a loss. That's a loss. Dolphins. Yeah, I, I hope we I wouldn't be that. surprised if the Dolphins get their first win yeah, against us. I'm, I'm, I'm not confident in any <laughs> I'm excited game. to give the Dolphins their first win. <laughs> and then Giants... Redskins, Cowboys, Giants. Here's the thing. If so we lost against the Cowboys, and if the Giants pick up a win, they're tied with us. We lost to the Lions wow. this year. You guys remember that loss? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Embarrassing. Matt, what what do they have two wins this year? Yeah, we gave and, up and twenty seven. We, we also lost to the Falcons who what? Have one, one win. They are yeah. The, yeah. We gave up twenty seven to the Redskins at home. 
That's what I'm saying. This defense has been a problem from day one. You cannot expect an offense to continue to score 30-plus points in it. Okay. We're Good not as offenses. Ta- offenses. Our offense isn't as talented as it was two years ago. No, it's that's not. That's the problem. No, it's not. We and missed. that starts with coaching. You have the players. You have the pieces. J.J. Arfiga Whiteside is not a bad receiver. Who? He is not. Who? I know. Nah, it's I know. terrible. No, he's not a bad receiver. He's not a bad receiver. But because he's been coached up with bad coaching... Now you get Why the results where I'm Matt glad Collins than him. I'm that's a good that's question. A good, that's a good Why? Now that is an excellent question. Now I'm glad you brought up the offense, T. What's up? Because we've been you know punching the defense in the face for a majority of this. I'll show punch now. the defense every Sunday. Okay. <laughs> but now I, I kind of want to talk about this offense. Okay, because Go ahead. look, Carson Wentz can only do so much, especially when he has a an offensive line full of holes, and uh, they keep getting. <laughs> sorry, I'm so a- angry. Do you guys have hands? Do you guys have hands? Wait. Do you I guys have hands. have hands? Yeah. Do you you can you can catch a football? <laughs> I can sure stretch my arms out. You can <laughs> You can? I mean I can sure try. It's an outright. Right. You can Nelson. be a Maybe Philadelphia dive, Eagles wide receiver. I have never okay. I have not I, uh, I, I, I <laughs> sorry. I wanted to bring up the Nelson Aguilar not play. Not play, man. When every every time Carson just throws the ball downfield all the way, I always get off my feet because you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen, and I think we were all thinking the same thing when, Touchdown. like, we were. Yeah, we were like, Nelson, that is not that it matters, but touchdown, touchdown. But that'd have been nice, nice little highlight, you know, to possibly add into the show's beginning. Now, because no. now, yeah, oh, for sure. Now, because of like the angle of the camera, Nelson doesn't catch it. I got, ah, it was probably like, a, you know, two feet away from his arms. Like, no, he just didn't go for it. Here, he the, just didn't go for it. Here's the sick part. I have his explanation right now. Yeah, thank you. you. Have, I, just, I, I have his explanation right now. Do y'all want to hear it? Oh, I haven't sense. heard it yet. Please. That's um, from Wentz. What happened on, on that incompletion? You know, uh, you know, I tried to get open. I was, I was, I was hauling the tail, you know, make a move on the safety, you know, use this space that I had to run across the field, and I was running. And, you know, by the time I was trying to track it, the ball was already at a position. You know, I wish I would be able to get there, but I don't know what happened, you know, because two situations. I don't know if he was rushed or whatever, but we, had. but we had enough field and I was trying to get to it. You don't know if your quarterback was rushed, but yet and still Carson Wentz takes one of the biggest hits of the game. Throwing that ball probably as accurate as you can by from getting rushed. So he throws shade at Carson. Yes, he does. Now you're throwing your franchise quarterback under the bus? Here's another thing. Here's another thing. There's, there's no leadership in this locker room. Y'all remember when Malcolm Jenkins in the fourth quarter went after Dak Prescott? And that entire team went to fight Malcolm Jenkins? Where is that fight? The last time I seen my team fight for a quarterback was when Nick Foles back in 2013 got laid out by Chris Baker and Jason Peters got ejected for wanting to fight the entire Redskins sideline. Where's the fight? Why? Remember back when everything... People are scared to get thrown out. That's your franchise quarterback. Remember back in 2017 when we won? I do. I <laughs> Remember we were doing the electric slide on the sidelines out against the Bears? <laughs> Taking pictures in the end zone. Yeah. It, was, it was a great time. Yeah, good now time. everyone does it except for us. 
Yeah, it, must, it must be nice. All right, there's other teams besides the Eagles and the NFL. I and don't I have, care about it. I have one question for you. I haven't. Will Cam it. Newton lose the starting job to At Kyle this, Allen? This He's already. Kyle Allen has already been declared the starter. I was against about, the 49ers. I was about to say, at this point, I mean, he's been hot. The team's Listen been hot. Listen to these moving. stats. He has a 4-0 record. After Cam started the Panthers at 0-2, four passing touchdowns, and his first game, 261 yards. At, it was against the Cardinals, but it's his first game. He has a it's touchdown to to interception ratio of 7-0. and Wow. And, yeah, what do they do with Cam Newton? At this point, you ride the hot hand. You ride the hot end. When Kyle Allen has a bad game, put Cam Newton back in and yeah. see what he does. I don't think sure. Cam I don't think Cam plays the rest of the year. To and be then honest. what do they do with Cam Newton? Mm. Trade him? Th- I don't know. I don't know. Man. I, if he, he doesn't look right, I mean, he doesn't look like his normal self. Who's back. like really desperate for a quarterback? Well, not desperate, the but Dolphins. the Bengals. Dolphins. The Bengals need a change at quarterback. Oh, yeah. They the have Bengals. Who said the Bengals? You said the no, Bengals. I said the Broncos. Okay, the Bengals are. All right, and some serious yeah. trouble. Yeah. We'll talk about that too because Andy Dalton yeah. is horrible. Mm, I agree. 68, 57, and 2. That's Andy Dalton's record with the Bengals. 0 and 4 in the playoffs. And is Marvin Lewis still the coach no. of the Bengals? <laughs> Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. <laughs> That's a dope shame. <laughs> Listen, Zach Taylor. There's been no change. Zach Taylor inherited Andy Dalton. That's not his guy. All right, they're going to go out and get Tua. First of all, they should tank the rest of the year. Uh, well, go out and get it's Tua. too late. The Dolphins are already going to get him. <laughs> Well, they're both they're both uh, winless. I mean, yeah, but the Dolphins look like the worst team, a worse team. <laughs> Dolphins are giving up players. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to play for the Dolphins that, anymore. I mean, they're abandoning ship. It, it's, <laughs> that's an <Yeah>. understatement. <laughs> they're abandoning then, ship. They want no parts and of that Miami the Titans, team. They sit Mariota for Ryan Tannehill, talking about the Dolphins quarterback, hey, and still comes out and get the victory. Tannehill went twenty three. For 29, 312 yards, two passing touchdowns, and an interception. <laughs> wow. So, I, I guess he starts next week, too. Oh, probably. definitely. Probably. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mariota looks like he's done in the NFL. Very interesting at the quarterback position this year. We got Gardner Minshew taking over for Nick Foles. He's three and four with the Jags. Nick Foles I think, I think Marcus Mariota Whatever. would be yeah. good How about your in goat? a different <laughs> uniform. Like, the Titans offense just doesn't seem it's to fit Mariota. Fault. He it's was, not his fault yeah, that he got well, Mariota was good in college, but he looks like a We're different We're all aware how good in college he was because we almost got him on yeah. the Eagles after trading. But, but in that mm-hmm. offense, it's run heavy, and he he, uh, he doesn't run anymore. I haven't seen him really take off and run like he did in college. It's all Derrick Henry now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then, Chris, you were talking about Jacoby with the Colts. He's 4-2. You got Teddy Bridgewater doing a fantastic we, job. This is the crazy part. Everybody expected the Saints to take you know, a couple L's while Drew Brees was recovering from his injury. I thought so. They have not missed Undefeated. a beat. I can't believe they beat the Bears. They had no Alvin Kamara. They had no Drew Brees, and they still got the job you done. You know why? No Jared Cook. You know why? why? Good coaching. That's why. Sean Payton's one of the best offensive uh, minds that Payton. we've seen. You and, may and, not like him. And, and he may Bears. be arrogant. But he's but he's arrogant for a reason. The Bears need a quarterback. Because he's that work. That's good. The Shoot. Bears are in a tough spot. Listen, let's let's let me just say this, and this is just my opinion here. The Bengals are horrible this season. I feel like if they had a quarterback that was talented, they could easily be up there with the Ravens. Because they got talent around them. They got Tyler Boyd. They got yeah, Joe Mixon. Their defense their defense isn't horrible. No. 
You know, it's not the it's not the best in the league. Don't get me wrong; it's probably mediocre, but would it's not the worst. Trade it for the Eagles, dude. Jonah Williams. <laughs> yes, yes, I would. Jonah Williams is out. They're starting left tackle. They drafted in the first round. So when they get him back next year, if they get Tua in here, that's yeah. That's now a, that you say AJ Green get healthy, I'm the just Bengals saying. do deserve Tua more because the Dolphins have both Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen who has he, you cannot be on another team in three years Josh Rosen cannot be on another team that just, it, it sure shouldn't happen they're just, sure they, they really that's just threw him in the fire though they just throw him that's in what there I'm talk saying. about ruining someone's career right and that's what I'm saying like he went he was drafted by the Cardinals even James Winston's given chances to be their franchise quarterback <laughs> then you get a new coaching staff that doesn't want you so they trade him to the Dolphins and now the Dolphins don't want him. Like, dude, a, a well, rookie quarterback comes in and has to learn a playbook. Then a year later, he has to learn a completely new playbook with, with completely new cadences. The Dolphins have nothing around them. Right. And then you're traded to a team that's tanking. Like, that is horrible Here, for a Here's what the Dolphins did wrong. Yes. They, they got rid of Tunsil, right? Mm-hmm. And after, after all the players said, if you get rid of this guy, we're out. So, with that information, they got rid of him, and everyone was out. <laughs> they got rid of Minka Fitzpatrick, too? Yep. Right. To the this Steelers. is what we're going to find out in this next upcoming draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a Dolphins fan, you know, we all like talking to NFL. We're like talk- excited. You got to say, listen, <laughs> we got high high draft picks. Let's go out, maybe find ourselves a quarterback, maybe find ourselves a uh, pass rusher of some sort, uh, and, and take, take the assets you gather. And that's what I think the Eagles need to do. I would trade it as Zach Ertz. You know what? Speaking of the Eagles – I seen something on one of the post games. Wait, that- T, would you do you agree that we should trade uh Zekerts? <sighs> negative. Negative. Never. Last week Say I- Homer. You gotta you gotta be smart. Never. Last week I entertained the this idea. Dallas Goddard he, so good. He is probably But here's the problem he's top two tight ends in the league. That he's a top two tight end. You can get a first rounder league, back, probably. And Dallas Goddard sure. has not proven that he's not given me enough confidence listen, where I listen, can say, let me okay. explain. Dallas Goddard's fumble. That's just all inexperience. Which week you talk They're about playing a zone. He gets the ball. He didn't just wrap it up. He, he needs to learn how to wrap that thing up. But, all right? but can you excuse that drop in the Lions game? No. Listen, here's the thing. No. You get a, can, what, Aguilar, you get a how many drops has Nelson pick. had? Come on. Zach Ersen, yeah, but we know what Nelson had for at this point. What did, you say? what did you say? What do you do with that first-round pick once you get him for Zach Draft any defensive and then player. Screwed the best one. But you're looking at this guy that you got for Zach Ertz, and you're like, wow, we suck even more now. And then, and then here's the problem. Like I said before, we suck at drafting. We are absolutely horrible. Well, that's true. That needs to change. So you can gather as much draft picks as, as you want. But until What other we route finally, would you go? What other route would you go? Because if we stick with this one, we're going to come in like third place in the division one year when the Giants finally get good. Howie needs to bring in and they will. a draft guru. He needs to bring in somebody who's going to teach him, bring him like how to are. scout. Let's go get Mike Mayock. No, but he, dude, he's on the Raiders. Yeah, take him away. <laughs> you just steal. I'll him. pay you a dollar more than you're getting paid right now. <laughs> no, 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 but, no, no, but no, no, but no. Max is asking what other route would you take? You know, you don't want to trade players. Fine. Well, because because the assets we gather, you think won't go to good use. So, what's your plan? I'm not saying I don't think they won't go to good use, but I'm just looking at the history of draft picks and. The development of these players and it's absolutely horrible. I agree with that, but w- would you stick with this the, the route that we're on right now? At this point, I'd rather listen. I've never been an advocate of going out in free agency and building a team through free agency. Yeah, me either. So unless it's Bryce I Harper, like, of course. I like drafting young players. Oh boy. 
I like <laughs> developing them in my system that is supposed to be successful. And then should they want to leave, most likely they're not going to be the same player outside of my system. You know, you know what, Max? I'll entertain your question. Um, if I have to use Zach Ertz to get something for this team, I'm doing everything I can to pry Nick Bosa off the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, you could try. That's not yeah, going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know what? That's actually, I, I'll give, I'll give him a Zach Ertz and a second-round pick. Wow. That's not going to do it. Yeah, because the 49ers need a tight end. That, right? Now listen to how ridiculous we sound. Listen to how yeah, ridiculous we sound. That's yeah, a good point. The more I think about that's this, the more the more seriously uh, like in danger we are. We're, we we are. are in serious, serious We're in more trouble. danger than you think. I want you to listen to this post-press conference that Lane wanna... Johnson gave. What? I want you to listen to this. And listen to this very closely. No, I don't know if I want to. Oh, trust me. You're going to want to. Trust me. Hold on. It's going to be a, probably a call-out session. Everybody will be held accountable. You know, little stuff that slides during the week. You know, late to practice, late to meetings, late, you know, this and that. Uh, stuff will start to be, you know, held, held accountable for. And I think that'll maybe creep into the, into the games. That's a problem. I don't know if he. I don't know if he means just like little things in general, or there was a specific moment he remembers there's, where. There's two problems with that. One, you're going to the media and expressing what is going on behind the scenes. When players start going to the media, well, listen, a lot of this little anonymous... It's Alshon Jeffrey. That's but it's it is. your job as Alshon. a player. You're, you're trained. Trust Alshon. me. They train these players not to say certain things to the media. For him to say that to the media, that's a problem. That is a huge problem. Players missing meetings, coming in late for practices and whatnot... That is a serious, serious problem. And there is no accountability because if there was, you would start seeing players getting bitched. You would hear about players getting fined. You would see young players getting more snaps Weird. than some of the you starters. Saw Zach Brown get released for what he said. Nah, no. Uh, that was more that, that was his play. That was more or less his play. But you would start seeing these things. And here's the number two reason why this is a problem. And this is a, a, a really huge problem. If you're going to the media and talking about this instead of keeping it in house, you have some serious issues. Lane Johnson They're is a mad. is a le- I understand that you're mad, but you have to put your emotions in check. They're football players. They they don't really care Listen, what they say l- to l- the media. N- you're right, but but I think I I cuz we got like 8 minutes left trying to wrap up. Oh, we, we, we still got yeah, talk we about got, we got time. We got time. So, so we yeah. got time. Okay. Don't worry. So so I just want to say this last point here about this topic. Mm. Patrick Peterson uh, is a name that's floating around. Uh, we we that's offered apparently we offered Aguilar in a first round pick. Now I don't know. They, obviously the Cardinals didn't accept. They spit in our face. Yeah. But I what? just feel like we're kind of going on the track the Phillies went on, where we're going out and trying to buy a bunch of veteran guys and. You understand what One I'm saying to you? or two players aren't going to put us over the Once top. Once again, a comparison to the Phillies. When we have, it, it really is it's, because when we have a, a bunch of holes to fill, going out and getting one star player out of position isn't going to change. It's not the problem. So why are we trying to go out and get Chris Harris Jr. Emmanuel Sanders? We've heard floating around. Why are yeah. we trying to do these? What's like the we're point? not going to win this year. What's Let's the, just get that through our heads. What's the point of training for an Emmanuel Sanders when last year we traded for a Golden Tate and the offensive coordinator? 
went out to the media and said that he's having difficulty putting him into the offense. But then That's again, you a look serious at the Giants problem. highlights of Golden Tate, and, and he at seems that, to be doing just fine. And at that point, last year when sure. we traded for him, Golden Tate was the leading um, pass catcher in yards after catch. Yeah, in Detroit, he was good. We love ruining players, man. That was a solid court. Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, and Kenny Galladay to pair with Kerryon Johnson and now TJ Hawkinson. Man, if they still had that core going, dude, it's pretty uh, pretty nice. <laughs> That's that's why I say ultimately this is an upper management and coaching issue. There's now it's time to start really looking in the mirror. It's time to start heating up some seats. I've been saying this since mm-hmm. day since the first week when we barely beat the Redskins. I've been saying it. It's time for Remember we thought that was a fluke? Yeah. Yeah, well, we everybody was like, oh, T, you're crazy, calm down, we still won, but now everything's coming to fruition. Li- li- yeah, he- listening to you call for Jim Schwartz's head after week one, it's not that crazy. I remember crazy. that. It's not that crazy. That did happen. Mm-hmm. But now we're just going to see how the ha- how it plays out. We know what the problems are, and there's a lot of them. And we know, we, I mean, we all have opinions on what should be done and what needs to happen. But the, the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, we're going to have to sit here and, and just... See how it plays out. See how we play against Buffalo. Yep. What's going to go wrong? What's going to go well? Are we going to bounce back? How is the attitude going to be um, in, as far as like the locker room? You guys have mentioned about Lane Johnson and all that stuff. So uh, we're just going to have to see how it plays out. And uh, hopefully, you know. Now listen, just, before, before you change the topic, change about that, when y'all talked about that anonymous source and Howard Eskin leaked that it was Alshon Jeffrey, I'm not getting into that. I refuse to get it into that. It was Alshon Jeffrey. I, I refuse I just, to get into I, it. I just you can't. can't throw Alshon the ball more, man. He he needs volume. Yeah. And throw it to Ertz, too. Why is Ertz only getting one catch? The dude was a tank last year. Bunch of low uh, lights. You heard Nelson Aguilar take shots at Carson, so why wouldn't it be Nelson Aguilar? See, I, this, don't know. I just think it's better to not speculate because I just piece of Swiss cheese. I just can't envision Alshon being that guy. I, know. I'm I feel more like he's around. more. I feel like he's more responsible than that. All right, baseball. Anyway. We got the Astros and Nationals facing Astros. Up in the World Series Astros. this year. Let's I go, Astros. Yes, I agree. Will the Astros get their second title in what three years? Yes. Or will the Nationals get their first? Dude, Jose Altuve. No. Jose Altuve, man. T, like <laughs> lighting up. T, lighting up about baseball over here. Yo, man, Jose He's like, Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve. Well, hey, that's what happens when the Eagles are bad. What is he, 5'4"? Uh, if that. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I'm going to go yeah, out Max on the limb. Max Scherzer and Garrett Cole on the mound. Yeah, that's, that's game one tonight. That's quite a pitching duel. I, you know, the Astros are favored by a lot. Uh, let me just be. Let me just go on the opposite track and just pick the Nats. Wow. I mean, you can go ahead and do the that. The Bryceless bro. Nets. Yeah, exactly. That's the last thing I want to see. I'll we take, take their my, best player. It all the way. I don't, take my Max, Anthony Rendon. I Max, I don't know what this character is that you play sometimes, but it's you know cheering for teams that it's Philadelphia fun. hates. The Nats are very fun to watch. If you're a baseball fan, like if you're a hockey fan, you probably have like the random team, like the Minnesota Wild, are fun to watch. And we're no, all sitting I here. Hate them we're wild. all sitting here scratching our head, like who the hell are the Minnesota? I'm just giving an example. I, I hate the Wild. But, but dude, if you're a baseball fan, it, they they've been real fun to watch right. this year. And Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. It's going to be a great pitching matchup. So, is it game. weird? Is it weird that I secretly wish that the Dodgers would have got it just to see Chris pissed off? <laughs> Why would you wish that on me? So we got three votes on the Astros and one on the Nationals. Give me the we'll Nats. See how it goes. Give me the Nats. Basketball. The NBA season tips off tonight at oh, 8 p.m. Man, something entertaining. The defending champion Raptors against the Zionless. Kawhilus. Oh, cool. Wireless? No, no, no. no, no you're right. the Pelicans. The Zionless, Zionless Pelicans. Pelicans. No, I was talking about the Raptors, yeah. but whatever. And then, yeah, Same true. Point. 
And then continues with a juicy matchup between the Clippers and the Lakers. That's at the the Clippers, by the way. Very important. It's at the Clippers. They're playing the same building, but it's at the Clippers. Chris, you got it? Wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Kawhi and PG against AD and LeBron James. LeBron James. So enough is enough. Like, like, Start playing with some jam in here. Let's go. Know, how, like, like just two teams oh, that yeah. play in the Chris, same they got, building. They got home court like, advantage. The, the gonna, Giants and the Jets. Giants and the Jets. You know, it's weird. But it's going <laughs> to it be is. fun. I'm watching it. It is. Yeah, well, you're not doing anything around 1030 tonight. You can check out the yeah, Clippers-Lakers. Why not? It's going to be a good matchup. Kawhi's playing. Paul George is not. He's out for a couple months with double shoulder <laughs> surgery. <laughs> double. Mm. Double shoulder surgery. So we'll see how that plays out now. Both shoulders? The Sixers, favorites in the East, probably. Uh, they got the Celtics, who wow. I can't stand. I don't know. The Celtics. Kemba Walker always gets to us. Oh, oh and the Jalen Brown just resigned four years, 115 that's million. That, yeah, that's too much money for him. 115 million? What is he, like LeBron James? <laughs> that's too much money, man. It's crazy how much money these these mid level NBA players are getting. Yeah, Jalen like, Brown's a nice player. I mean, I take him on the Sixers any day. Yeah, I'd take him. But, uh, yeah, I take him, but I'm not paying him 115. No, million. I agree, dude. That's too much. All right, what all right. It's going to be the most important thing for the Sixers this season. Man, that's shooting. We need to, we need to make sure we hit some threes, I think man. That bench. Well, the bench. Too. Well, we we don't have a bad bench. Mike Scott's been pretty solid in the past. The development. That's about of, it. Actually, development <laughs> one player. <laughs> that's development about of it. the young guys and Ben Simmons having a consistent jump shot. Matisse Thybulle. They call me Matisse. Embiid's <laughs> uh, health. I'm sick of this. That'll How confident be... are you guys in him? I'm really confident. I've seen him oh, play yeah. in the preseason. He looks like a different player, man. He's really, really talented. I, I Matisse Thibel. He's really good. He's, I just he's remember a good defender. hearing and seeing a lot of people upset about that. He's a, yeah. I, I we he's I think a, we all wanted uh, my boy wanted, Carson Edwards. I still wanted Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome yeah, too. But, but Matisse Thibel has been a pest on defense. I've seen. He can shoot a little bit. He can. Yeah. It is Josh Richardson. Yeah, it's Josh gonna be, it's gonna gonna be, be nice. fun. It's gonna be fun to watch. Hopefully, this is the year. This has to be the season. This has to be it. Oh boy, it, this like, is our time. I've waited too long. It's time. Some team in <laughs> Philadelphia has to be good eventually, and it has to be the Sixers. It's the best chance. Yeah, the so Eagles far. are going downhill. The Phillies are in the toilet. I just thought it'd be an interesting sport. What about, what <laughs> so about the Flyers? Let's go uh, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Look, man, I know they lost a couple games, but I'm yeah, not worried. I'm not worried. I don't know why Brian Elliott all of a sudden is like, oh, I'm Brian Elliott. I'm going to sneak in a game or two here. Like, it's Carter Hart that's, or die. That's, <laughs> it's Carter Hart or nothing. That's that's how it's going to be. Carter Hart's only 21. Dude, so. Carter Hart is by far our best goalie and probably one of the best in the What's league. What's the problem now? So get his ass out there. I met Carter Hart. Yeah. Brian Elliott. I know. I, Brian I'm Elliott. a little jealous of you, I'll be honest. The, Brian Elliott started last Brian night. Brian Elliott looked great last night. Yeah, because we scored six times. No, he's still, dude. No, no. If we scored three, you'd be like, oh, shit. Elliot. No, <laughs> you piece of Swiss cheese. Excuse my language. Jesus, man. <laughs> Could have blocked that one out. Bunch of low life. No, you but, love making my life miserable. <laughs> now I gotta edit that. No, but in all seriousness, no. They outplayed every single opponent they've played so far, except Calgary, Edmonton. And Ed, dude, okay, no. You look at the look, Jeez. look, dude, dude. They, <sighs> I know how that Edmonton game looked. That was really bad. It was really bad. Really bad. But when you dude, seriously. What's he here? What? <laughs> no, dude, they severely outshot Edmonton. They they just couldn't freaking score. Thank God there's no shot clock in hockey because they would never shoot in in any game because they dude they hold on to the puck way too long. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. 
They do. They but I'm do. not worried. I'm not worried. Not yet, at least. I'm not worried. It's too too uh, early on in the season yeah. to be worried about it. But again, I still have confidence in this team. The Dallas Stars game was a little shaky, though. Dude, they dude, they dominated them. They just couldn't freaking score. They gave up four goals again, and they they gave up four goals to bad players. Uh. That's the problem. <laughs> But hopefully within the next week, the Eagles get a W, the Sixers are undefeated, and the Flyers are back and on track. Ludicrous. Oh, and hopefully we also get Joe Girardi, too. Hey, nice. the Philadelphia yes. Union are in now, the playoffs? Now, yes. Oh, the Philadelphia Union are in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, they are. I'm, I'm channeling uh, my entertainment to watch them. Wow. Oh, oh They uh, are. <laughs> Chris, 4-3. That was a, did you see the game? I did not actually see it. They, they scored it in overtime. It was crazy. Did they? The place was going nuts. They got uh, Atlanta. They play Atlanta United on Thursday night. Thursday night? Atlanta United. I'll keep it on my calendar. 8 o'clock start. 8 o'clock start. Go ahead, Max. Name four players on the union. Oh, you want me to name four? <laughs> okay, I will. Andre Blake. Alejandro Bedoya. What? Put, put Google away. Fafa Pico. What? Hold on. I'm still going. And, and Ray Gaddis. And Ray Gaddis. There's I'm four. At, Boom. I'm at six. <laughs> How about I just name the whole team at this point? Can you, you, can you, you name five players? I, I couldn't even name the coach. <laughs> Warren Carval is five. I know he's not on the oh, team. Oh, uh, Jack Elliott. Jack Elliott's six. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Jack Elliott, baby. All right, guys. Tune in next week. All right, guys. Not to be confused Wrap with Jake Elliott. <laughs> if y'all missed any of this episode, you can always go to philly-experience.simplecast.com. You can catch on all major Is platforms. Is Christian Lato still on the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, no. Spotify, oh, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and more. This is the happiest we've been in this show because the Eagles are depressing. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> all right. You piece of Swiss cheese. No, low key though. Watch out for those Cowboys. They're playing really well. Zeke's on track. Dak looks like a different quarterback. What's He's the matter with paid. you? They lost three in a row and then they win one and they think they're I'm telling you, watch out for them Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Oh my God, what the hell? Turn this off. Quit yucking my yum. What the f is that? is an outrage. I'm not going to tolerate your crap today. I hear you.